0: Hey, everyone, this is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. On the line with me now is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, Joe. How are you today?
1: I'm excellent because there are two Joes today.
0: I know. is it unbelievable? Another Joe in the world who's a fabulous corporate development person?
1: I know. I can't it's, believe it. It's, it's really hard. It's hard to even put your mind around. Well, listeners, today we, we have a real treat for you.
0: We have Joe Hamlin, who is Director of Corporate Development at Cleveland Clinic. Hey, Joe. How's it going? I'm doing well, Joe. Doing well, Megan. How are you guys? Good. Good. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I was in Cleveland a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I left Boston, and it was a beautiful, sunny day <clears> and mild temperatures, <laughs> and when I got to Cleveland, it was snowing. Aww. and It felt like it was like 30 below, and then I turned to the person next to me, Joe, and I said, am I still in America? <laughs> OK, so when they talk about unpredictable weather in the East, I think you folks in Cleveland have got it much more challenging. What do you think?
2: I would agree with you. Was it was it July? Was it December? <laughs> either way, it, it, sounds, uh, it sounds like you just if you just would have waited a minute. You could have experienced yeah, a right. few more seasons you know, in that one day.
0: It's like, it like usually Boston is like the worst place you come from. You know, you come from Boston. It's like, oh, you know, we had twelve feet of snow or something like that. You know, Caribou, Maine. I read today already has fifty inches of snow this year. Oh my gosh! Right? I, I mean, unbelievable. And then usually the place I'm going, it's better, but not in the case of Cleveland. Although once I got into Cleveland, <laughs> they knew you we were coming, and stuff like that. I was like, wow. And of course, when I got to Cleveland Clinic, Joe, I was blown away uh, by how big the facility is. There is it true? Yeah. Alike, are there are like other. Tens of thousands of people on campus there.
2: Uh, main campus, uh, it's right around twenty five thousand that they're ah. employed here. So it's it's a it's a good number of people.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be looking yeah. for a parking space there, huh? <laughs> Actually, like you can't move fast enough. It gets a little tricky, but uh, yeah. you know, Cleveland, Cleveland's a great city. It's a, it's
2: a fantastic place to live and it's got a lot to offer, but yes, the weather sometimes can, uh, can prove
0: to be a slight, uh, slight challenge here and there compared to other places. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us, before we start talking about the, uh, the corporate giving program, the cause marketing program at Cleveland Clinic, tell us a little bit about how you ended up in this position. How long have you been there?
2: Sure. I've been to clinic for about two and a half years in this mm-hmm. role of corporate development, uh, and it's more than just cause marketing. There, there's two of us, Chris McMahon and myself, who you're familiar with, Joe and Megan, um, who fundraise with corporate partners throughout uh, the Cleveland Clinic and throughout all the institutes we have. So mm-hmm. everything from traditional corporate giving, uh, sponsorship for fundraising events, cause marketing, in-kind donations, uh, fellowship support, you name it. So uh, it's kind of a broad spectrum um, that I get to work on, which is a lot is of Is
0: that fun. it for two people? That's all you guys got to do?
1: <laughs> That's it today.
0: Yeah. That was just
1: today. That was just the
0: yeah, story. Yeah, that was, that was just today. That today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow I'm yeah. in the kitchen. I'm serving. We have, we have a
2: lot of hats we get to put on, which is kind of fun. Every day is something new. Um, but, but prior to this, uh, I cut my teeth in sports sales uh, at the Q just down the road. Uh, with the Cavs. I started there in 2005 in a a small entry-level sales position uh, designed to really uh, get people out of college to work extremely hard and develop sales skills at a young age and and kind of beat you up a little bit, which I'm grateful for. Um, Held on to a ticket sales role for a while and then uh, got turned on to corporate partnerships, which is this more, as you know, Joe and Megan, just more of a dynamic world where you have a number of different assets, and a number of different unique things you can put into a partnership. So uh, I worked with a minor league property uh, called the Lake Erie Monsters for four years uh, doing corporate sponsorship, which was a great time. And then uh, eventually Chris got a hold of me and said, hey, I hear you're a sponsorship guy and a development guy for corporations. I've I've got this role here at the clinic we're trying to put together, would you be interested? Uh, And it was a great fit. So I I jumped ship, uh, like I said, about two and a half years ago, uh, and it's been a, a great experience ever since.
0: Wow, good for you. You know, it's interesting. You know, and one of the things I'm so interested in, Joe, and people will learn this in the conversation today is I get two or three calls every week from people who want to do what you're doing right now, Joe. And they always ask me, you know, what is a good background? What's good experience? And I think sales is an excellent experience. But I also think a background in sports sponsorship like you had is excellent. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's it's not an easy transition. And Mm -hmm. I think... Uh, that's
2: been one of the lessons learned these past two and a half years, and I think you you, you said it yourself in in one of your books, Joe, that mm-hmm. uh, you know cause marketing and corporate fundraising isn't a sales process. I mean, it, it is, but you kind of have to blend together the fundraising side and the sales side. If you come Absolutely. in too aggressive, if you come in too aggressive from either or, you yep. kind of turn someone off. And I think mm-hmm. a, a lesson I learned is I came in you know, hot and heavy and ready to change the world with corporate fundraising. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's much more of a delicate process, but still, like you said, it, it is a, a great background to understand um, how these things work and how they're put together and, and how to uh, match a benefit or an asset that you have
0: to, to what a corporation could need or, or could mm-hmm. want. So, I'm Not to mention corporate. you must have been missing your Bentley. That you had at <laughs> the, the calves, right? And you probably had a. What are you talking about? Like,
1: That's the first thing yeah, they I mean, give them was, at the Cleveland Clinic. They,
0: <laughs> I mean, did you come in first, Amy? Were you were like, um, there are no cheerleaders here. <laughs> no? <Is that> a- <laughs> yeah. I little, that in negotiations. It's a little different though. Yeah. It is. I, I, you know, people who come into the nonprofit sector and it's like, you know, don't throw away that cup because they expect you to reuse it. You know, I mean, <laughs> you get in there and it's like a totally different world, you know, for something like that. I think especially from, from the sports world. And there's a bit more efficiencies. You can put it that yeah. way. But uh, <laughs> But yeah, in, sport, in sports, isn't all you know?
2: People think it. it's not like an ESPN commercial where there's you know mascots running through the halls. It's it's yeah. a professional business, and yeah. and you're expected to be a professional. But but you're right. The the nonprofit world is um,
0: you know it's a bit more buttoned up, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm yeah no that 's good. so tell us a little bit about um, the Cleveland Clinic program. like how did it get started? You know Megan and I and our listeners are primarily interested in uh, cause marketing and sponsorship, but mm-hmm. you know we also know that includes corporate giving. so how did it start, and how did you really build the program?
2: Sure, sure so uh, it, it all really started to pick up uh, about two years before I got here, and actually. Um, Chris McMahon, uh, you know, I spoke to him before the call to kind of understand where where some of our early partnerships began, and it was in uh, an article uh, that I think Joe, you were in, I believe it was the HP Journal about the new paradigm of corporate partnerships and corporate. Gifts. Oh yeah, That's, that was a few years ago. Yep. Yeah, uh, 2010, I think, and and Chris said, and, and I got to read a copy of it and, and understand full well what they meant, but you know, it started to be this time where corporations were trying to be more efficient not only in their philanthropy but more efficient in their marketing uh, and it became more and more powerful if you were a nonprofit and you could put those two together uh, and be able to do one and the same and find a win-win for both sides and so and you know, we started to look at some companies that maybe weren't a fit for a traditional gift or maybe were giving but might have had more to offer it might have been an interest to offer more and we just started to start some new programs that we we'd never thought doing before you know we started with uh, a few pinup programs or a point of sale or a portion of proceeds. And it kind mm-hmm. of trickled up
0: from there. And over time it, it's grown, uh, quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and now the program, I, I think last time I spoke to you about this, it's almost three quarters of a million dollars. Just over. Correct. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. That's
1: impressive. Can you give mm-hmm. us an example of one of, you know, maybe the partnerships that you've been working on?
2: Um, I certainly can. I mean, would you would you want a local or, or more? Like, what, Ooh, what, let's, what start what let's start yeah, local.
1: Let's, let's start let's local? Go okay. local.
2: right? Um, so I guess if 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 I had to to pick one that I think. Um, everyone here is probably most proud of uh, it would be Petiti's Garden Center which for those of you who aren't familiar uh, with Petiti's they're a, a regional uh, chain of stores there are nine stores in the area and their home lawn garden care center um, pretty large facilities and they've been a partner a, a great partner for a number of years going back to 2010 uh, even before then and they did a pin-up program which mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone's fairly familiar with they're, yep. they're pretty common uh, and it was successful, and it was a great partnership, and we enjoyed it. Uh, they were right around five to $9,000 a year. Uh, and as I think it was the third or fourth year, um, and I, had, I was here at this time, our children's team kind of got together. And at the clinic, we're, we're broken down by institutes. So each institute has, you know, several development officers as well. And they started to ask, you know, how can we make this a, a bit bigger? How can we make it more integrated? Uh, and they went out, uh, our children's folks went to every location, so nine stores, uh, and explained uh, a patient story. They just told a story of a patient and put a, a face to a campaign and said, look, you know, this is the importance of philanthropy at Cleveland Clinic Children's. This is a, the importance of what that ask is in your pinup program. Mm-hmm. And this is what it goes for. This is the cost of of this patient's care story. Uh, and what they found was here was this a great partner that you know, they had employees that were committed to making the ask, but all of a sudden they were they were so much more empowered because they realized they weren't asking for their boss. They weren't asking mm-hmm. for Petitee's. The they weren't asking for Cleveland Children's. They were asking folks to give for this sick kid or mm-hmm. for yep. sick kids across yep. the Institute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in one year, two years ago, just by going and in, in, in telling the story, uh, the stores jumped from four figures up to $40,000. Uh, two years ago. And then mm-hmm. during that process, which it was just tremendous growth, during that process, A.J. Patiti, uh, the main contact with Cleveland uh, Clinic Children's, uh, he too became more passionate about the cause, reached out to some partners he has in Scott's uh, miracle Grow, uh, and got on to match. And so all of a sudden, in two years' time, we went from $9,000 in a pinup program to a point of sale ask that's gone to $100,000. Wow! Uh, and it's all just in being able to to tell the story of, of the good we could do and, and, and mm-hmm. the, the lives that are changed at our hospital. And that mm-hmm. to me is probably, um, you know, our favorite, I guess you could say, or our, our, our most proud that we've seen mm-hmm. because of and you know, the fact that it, it works you know, and mm-hmm. you can, you can get folks, uh,
0: pretty psyched. Why
1: do you, why do you think, what do you think caught the CEO's attention that motivated him to go after yeah, Was partner. it
0: the kids, you know, was it, did, uh, did, I, you know, he come into the hospital? Did he see yeah, the I'm, 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 yeah. he's, he's been heavily involved for a long time. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. And our children's team has a great relationship with AJ and, and he's done a number of awesome things, not just for the children's team, but across the board. And he's been extremely motivated. Uh, I think it was just a case where, I mean, after seeing it go from, from one year to the next, such a big jump, yeah. I think it was a case where he realized, and, and we all realized like, look, this is, you know, people get pretty excited for this stuff. And mm-hmm. when there's that kind of excitement where you can get involved and really make a change, uh, I think it was an easy ask to have someone jump on board. And, and obviously, you know, being included in some of the ways we can recognize and thank a company as well is exciting. But he's, he's been a terrific champion uh, for Cleveland Clinic for, for a long, 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 long time. So I mm-hmm. uh, can't mm-hmm. thank those guys enough.
0: No, I think that's, you know, and I think it's incredible. And for our listeners, too, I think it's important for them to know, first of all, we're not talking about uh, a business here that had a bazillion locations. yes,
1: yep, And right.
0: that is so yep. important to emphasize because, you know, a lot of people think like, well, gee, I'm going to a business that only has four or five or nine or 10 or 15 locations. You know, how much money I can, can I make? Right. The answer is over $100,000 yeah. Yeah. Um, when the program is yep. done well. And when it grows like that program. And then the other thing is, too, is like a lot of people, a lot of nonprofits wouldn't think to go to their local garden centers for support, especially for a health cause. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, this is a thing I always try to get people to stop thinking is, you know, stop thinking what I call geranimal cause you were say that. Yeah, right. You know, that you are a garden center. So you have to work with uh, people that are putting uh, gardens in on uh, low income roofs or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, you don't have to do that. You can work with any cause you want. The most important thing is that you're passionate about it and your customers are passionate about about it. And I yeah. think that's another great lesson that we can take from this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it really, again, the biggest growth and hats off to our children's team and the organization we have, they did a fantastic job. Um, I mean, Joe, I'm sure, and Meg, I'm sure you agree as well. You know, a lot of frontline uh, store people that that are on the registers or at point of sale, there can be some burnout because they're mm-hmm. always, you know, you're always asking something or always right. have protocol or things you have to do. Did you get the the credit card receipt? Did you do the discount card? Yes. Um, and there can be a lot. And yeah. by trying to make it as simple as possible and by trying to um, to really explain uh, how impactful this is, I think there was much more excitement versus just saying, "Hey, man, we had a team meeting. We got to ask for dollars now." So right. it was. Uh, it was a, a an awesome,
0: awesome experience.
1: That's a great well, example. Well
0: done. Yeah, I, well done.
1: I wonder if you could talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you've had just in growing this cause marketing program, because it, it's interesting. You know, we had a little conversation before this episode to hear what some of those challenges are. And I think it's going to be really interesting for our listeners as well. So could you share a couple of those?
2: Sure, sure. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, the biggest challenge we faced, I think we're in right now, which is exciting. Um, <laughs> as Joe alluded to mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we've grown very, very fast, and we found that these can be very successful. And because of that growth, you know, I think it's, it's important now that we we stop and kind of look back at all the things we've done and have a better understanding um, of the assets we have. And Joe, you mm-hmm. talk a lot about that. Uh, in again, going back to your book, you know, you, mm-hmm. you said make it easy for a company to work with you. Yeah. And I think when you clearly identify the assets you have and what makes you special and different and other nonprofits, and not only what assets you have, but how you can use them, when you can use them, why, what mm-hmm. limits do you have, and, and what value do you put on those assets, just like you would at any other fundraising event. I think it makes it so much easier to go out to a company uh, and have a clear understanding of, hey, this is what we can do. We're mm-hmm. asking that you do this, and this right. is why we think it will work. Right. Um, right. You know, I, think, I think early on, with you know we worked with Panera and Petites and Cedar Point and, and a few other organizations. We were so excited, you know. Everyone was so excited for this new asset, and we saw it working. Um, that we kind of looked at our marketing team and said, "Just make, you know, make it work. What, what can you do? Yeah. You know, this will right, be right. great." And yep. we quickly understood that you're, they were very kind and willing, but they had their own objectives as well. And, mm-hmm. and that objective is is our north star: patients first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have to be able to make it about healthcare. And when we could clearly identify and work with them and say, "Okay, what what's important to you? What's important to us? What can we do? What can't we?" Uh, it was much easier for us to navigate conversations with prospects, and, and we're right now, actually, next month having a meeting to clearly sit down with our our, uh, our team, our, our cause marketing team, our committee, if you will, made up of fundraisers, communicators, marketers, all within Cleveland Clinic, and clearly write out everything we've done in the past, everything we would do in the future how we can use it, why we can use it, and, and the value we have on that, just so we can better structure these in the future. So that—that's a good idea. Dealing with dealing with the growth and not uh, not taking too much or, or giving the house away is probably the biggest challenge we're, we're dealing with.
0: Mm, no, I think that's good. You know, and in, in, you know, talk a little bit to uh, Joe. I think one of the things too is staffing. Like, you mm-hmm. know, because you are growing so fast. I mean, I've only dealt with you and uh, and Chris over the years and stuff like that. I mean, what type of strain does that put on you? And what do you have to do to augment your team? Although it sounds like you're doing a pretty good job of that, working with, like, outside marketing people, you know, from it the works. marketing team at the hospital and stuff like that. But it's not like, you, can get, you know, you can call those people and say, hey, I need a thousand pinups to go down to Panera <laughs> today
1: because so they're going to tell you, you to
0: you go to hell, right? You, you, <laughs>
2: Uh, maybe not directly, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that might be the connotation. You know, we're uh, be a little more PC. I don't know, um, but no, it, it is definitely a challenge. Because, um, like I said, early, you know, earlier, that there is so much that goes into even our role as fundraisers that certainly everybody else has a bunch of things on their plate as well. And, and just being in healthcare and just understanding that cost repositioning and budget restructuring is a common thing across the board. You know, there's not a, a kitty of dollars you know sitting there that we can go out and pay someone else to do all this stuff. Um, so, uh, two and a half years ago, we decided, look, we're one of our assets, one of our strengths is we have a number of, of incredibly talented and incredibly intelligent people here. Can we borrow some of their time? And again, like I said earlier, make sure that there's, there's a way to add a benefit to their objective and their goals. Uh, to form a committee, to form people that not only uh, take back the message that we're doing and the tools in our tool belt for cause marketing to their teams, but also weigh in on, hey, is this a good partnership, is this not? Should we do this, should we not? What should we do uh, with this partner this year? Uh, so we're really trying to almost, um, again, form this ancillary com- committee that meets once a month, uh, that kind of guides us on this way and make sure we, we go about doing things the right way.
0: Mm. That's great. So tell us, you've told us a little bit about a local cause marketing program. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about a national program that you did. Cool.
2: Certainly. Uh, we actually just wrapped up about two months ago uh, a fantastic program that came out of Cleveland Clinic, Florida, our friends in slightly better weather. So next time, Joe, if you want to visit Cleveland Clinic? <laughs> don't got forget. a wrong location. We can meet you in Florida. There um, you go.
0: Yeah. You guys are in Dubai too, right? Uh, Dubai, Vegas, uh, yep. Florida. Uh, wow, west, so we Toronto go to well. Vegas too. You know what yep. I mean? So, <laughs> you know, Joe, take the donation box money and Joe you know, doesn't go. go. Joe it's doesn't Boston. go
1: west of the Mississippi River, so I'm sorry that's that won't true. be possible. That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't stray too far from Boston. Yeah, ah, that's right. Yeah, I get I get hives. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but no, our our, our Florida team, um, you know, put together a, an awesome program with Party City uh, that took place this past September. Um, and, and for a while now, and Joe, again, I think you know, I, I keep getting back to things we talked about in the past, but we've we've discussed this. You know, Cleveland Clinic is a fantastic organization. We have an incredible brand strength in this area. How do we get a, a, a partnership that means the same thing to a you know the guy in Boston and the guy in LA? How do we get that brand to, to resonate with a brand or the, a company that wants to fundraise and do a cost marketing program with with a more regional organization? Um, we, we talked to a few folks and they advised, you know, maybe you should try to start finding where those stories are, where are those relationships within your organization and what relationships do they have that can try to get you access to someone who sees the story you're telling and the value you have. Uh, our Florida team, uh, there's a gentleman on the board in Florida who had a great relationship uh, with Party City and it was really just the ask. It was just, hey, you know, Cleveland Clinic's incredibly important to me, you know, would you consider doing something? And, and that gentleman said, sure, send me some ideas. Uh, And before you know it, we had uh, a very, very simple point of sale program uh, at every register at all over 800 party city stores coast to coast. Um, And how we did that was it was branded Cleveland Clinic Florida in Florida. Our much stronger brand, the Cleveland Clinic brand, which is a little bit more national, um, being one of the top four hospitals in the country, went on everything else. And instead of saying, would you consider making gift to Cleveland Clinic, which might not resonate as much with individuals, it was even simpler than that It was just donate, donate to support cancer patients. And that's all it said. It a very right. simple picture of a woman, a young woman with cancer, hmm. and just donate to support cancer patients. Yeah. And you, you guys both know this. Pe- people want to do good, they want yeah. to support the cause. And sometimes yep. it doesn't matter
0: what the right. brand is behind right. it. We were right. thrilled and that our. You know what the thing is, too, on. Megan and, and Joe? It's just a buck. Yeah. You know, so people look at it and they make that initial connection, they say, Hey, it's just a buck. It's a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. They're not saying, Oh, well, it's for this or that or where's the money going, stuff like that. Even though those are all good questions to ask at the yeah. register, that's something I think is caused marketers that we can take advantage of is that people want to be generous at the register.
2: And, and absolutely, and it was it was just that simple. Hardy City did, uh, we, we put together a brief video of some petites that would educate folks on on what we're doing and the value of fundraising with the clinic. Um, there was technology in place that faced the cashier that, as they were going through the checkout process, it said you would like to donate to support cancer patients, uh, and it was one, three, or five dollars, and that was it. Uh, and throughout the month of September, just in one month, um, Cleveland Clinic was an all- 800 plus stores and Party City raised over $374,000. That's
0: great.
2: In Florida, which is just yeah. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only that, but here recently, I actually just got an email this past week from my colleague uh, in Florida that uh, Party City so much enjoyed the campaign, so much enjoyed the program, they've already signed on for next year and
1: want to go to October.
0: Wow. October being their most Their busiest month. month. Yeah, store. so yeah, we're best month by we're far. Completely well, yeah. and it, yeah. that,
1: that's interesting too because Spirit Halloween has that giant Spirit of Kids mm-hmm. program that they do. That mm-hmm. is, I don't know if you guys saw it this year, but it is crazy in your face at the register in a good way. Yeah. But um, so that's interesting. Uh, the, the Party City signed on again. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, tell tell us in, I guess, our last question ish, tell us what you're looking for ahead to for your cause marketing efforts? Where, where are you taking this? What are you going to be focusing on in the coming year?
2: Uh, in the coming year, I think, I think we really have been charged up knowing that we can, we can be a national cause marketing partner.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and I
2: think that's something that's extremely exciting that Cleveland Clinic can be a national cause marketing partner. We're already a national and global brand for healthcare. Right. I mean, a, a, and I'll say that. And I'm, uh, I'm a proud employee, but even before that, I can tell you that, that the people of Cleveland know they have one of the best healthcare organizations in the world. Oh, absolutely. Right there in the backyard. Um, so I think all of us here, when we saw how well Party City worked in those first, you know, week or two, uh, numbers started trickling in. It's like, holy cow, people want to do good. You know, this whole mindset of ho-hum, you know, we might not be able to, to be a national cause marketing partner. I, I think we really can. So I think yep. uh, our goal for this next year is to find those stories and find those good relationships we have to, to try to get a few more of these going and mm. um, and, get, and get a few more of those activated.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, hey, you're appealing at the right place between, uh, you know, the podcast itself on iTunes and uh, being on Selfish Giving and obviously being on Cause Marketing Forum, which is an incredible asset. You know, we want to help you spread the word that Cleveland sure. Clinic is a great place. And I agree. I think you folks have tremendous assets, um, in addition to your overall brand asset, which is your strongest thing in the whole world, um, that you can really make things happen for companies.
1: But you know what the other thing I think is interesting, too, is that because Cleveland Clinic is an amazing brand, but because you're newer to cause marketing, it seems yeah. to me, and Joe Waters, you can correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. here, but it seems like you're really taking an inquisitive approach to this, I think what happens in some sort of legacy organizations, it's it's becomes it's so siloized that they're not mm-hmm. talking to other departments, and it's it's sort of blown me away a little bit how much you are interacting even internally it, within yeah. a giant organization yeah. to make sure that you are asking questions and leveraging your existing content and being resourceful, and I think that's probably going to help you quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Mm. no, yeah, I we're, think we're,
2: that.
1: Yeah, no, no, go ahead, John. Uh, sorry, just,
2: uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say, you know, we're, we're not a marketing machine. You know, mm. we're not a nonprofit built to market our partners and our fundraisers. Uh, and and when you're talking about how do you do then do cause marketing, it, it has to be much more strategic. And Megan, thanks for the the kind words, but it has to be leveraging and working together with all your departments to make sure we don't lose that message of healthcare and of right. patients first and right. don't lose our North Star. But how do we do that and also include ways that we can engage other brands to, to help us along the way? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, uh, it's a delicate
0: balance, I guess you could say, but that's what makes, that's what makes it fun and that's what makes it interesting. Mm, that's awesome, though. Hey, so, Joe, let me ask you one question. If mm-hmm. you, there was someone out there, whether it be in a hospital or other nonprofit, that really hasn't done cause marketing, but wants to do some of the things uh, that you do, what would be really like your one piece of advice? You would say, you know, you got to do X uh, to Um, be more successful.
2: That's a great question. Uh, And I would say if I was to recommend anything to any nonprofit, regardless of size, uh, uh, and getting back to kind of the challenge we're in, is really identify your assets and Mm -hmm. not in a stance of you know, can we have a sign or tweets or Facebook, but it could be content. It could Mm -hmm. be your credibility. It could be your emotional play. Really take a look at why do you go to work every day? Mm -hmm. Why are you charged up to work there? And and what do you feel your nonprofit does better than anybody else? And what makes you special? Mm -hmm. And the sooner you can tell the story of what makes you special, and the sooner you can learn more about what makes a corporation special, you can really try to do special things together. And, Mm -hmm. And that's, that's my piece of advice is really before you go out and sit down with someone, really identify and, and write down, this is what we have to offer. This is, what, this is what we can do. And don't lead with that, but just know that, know that you have these things and know that uh, there's a call to action you can have in the process. And if it's, it could be relationships with the media or mm-hmm. it could be just, yep. you know, again, your storytelling capability, but really yep. understand your
0: value mm-hmm. um, and know what you need for that. Yeah. And that's the thing with uh, Megan and Joe with nonprofits. You never know what their assets will be. I mean, there's a, there's a nonprofit here in Boston, uh, the Pine Street Inn, and they had an incredible asset for a number of years. is They had a tower that was visible from the highway. And someone yep. said to them, you should put advertising on that. And they thought <laughs> about it and they tried it and they made $2 million from it. Oh, my
1: gosh. And, and
0: you know, I mean, that, I mean you, it was literally over their heads what their assets <laughs> were. And not yeah. everyone has that. You know, yeah. not everyone has an asset like that, but yeah. we, but we all have assets. Yeah, and, and, it, and it might not be physical.
2: You know, Joe, like yeah. you know, I said earlier, it, it. But you have to realize that there's, you know, just like we talked about, you know, sports sponsors earlier. There's emotion there. There's passion there. There's, there's loyalty there. And as nonprofits, you're you're the most you're one of the most authentic things in a market. Your storytelling and the facts and the content you have are authentic. You can amplify a message of doing good. You can transfer a positive image. Uh, you can help drive sales without damaging the equity of a brand or, or a product. Um, you have that loyalty and you have that emotion that a corporation just can't say by themselves that they have. Um, it's sometimes tough for a corporation to say, hey, look at us. We're a great corporation. But when you deal with the right nonprofit or the right partner um, that's already doing that, it, your, your credibility goes through the roof. And that's, that's what I right. think nonprofits need to really, need to really focus on.
0: Yeah, no, Excellent. great stuff. Oh, uh, Joe, not only are you really tall, but you're really smart. <laughs> just want you to know that. I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Unfortunately, put, his, his tallness might not have been projected through the podcast. That's I'll, right. I'll put that on my resume. Joe Hanlon. That's right. Put that. Very oh, tall. Very, very tall. That's all I going to say. You're very <laughs>
0: tall and be, and very smart. No, say very tall and wicked smart, Joe. Wicked smart. Okay. Wow. There you wow. Know, so.
1: Wow. There you have it, folks. The podcast <laughs> testimonial from Joe Waters. <laughs> That's awesome. Joe, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Oh, no. If, not you. Oh, you come every trouble. time. That's the right. other Joe. Joe. <laughs> if I people, appreciate it, guys. If, <laughs> I
2: love talking about this stuff. It's great.
1: <laughs> That's so great. If people want to find out more about you or the Cleveland Clinic, how might they do that online?
2: Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can find me on LinkedIn just under Joe Hamlin. Uh, and you'll see my, my smiling face there with Cleveland Clinic. Uh, also easier. I have no problem getting my email. You can reach me on email at HamlinJ, that's H-A-M as in Mary, L-I-N as in Nancy, J, at ccf.org. Uh, I'd be happy to catch up with anybody uh, through email or through LinkedIn.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much. And we'll put at least one of those in the show notes, if not both. And Joe, how about you? Joe Waters- where can people oh, find where
0: people find me? Well, you. of course you can find me on my blog, selfishgiving.com. You can find me uh, minute to minute on Twitter at Joe waters. And of course, visit me on Pinterest and check out my cause marketing boards. I have over 3,300 pins, uh, related to cause marketing. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you?
1: I'm also on Twitter at Megan strand and I tweet for the cause marketing forum at TweetCMF, and also blog for the cause marketing forum at causeupdate.com. And you can find cause talk radio on iTunes we do recommend you subscribe to the podcast. Log in and leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast. You can also find us on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as selfishgiving.com and causeupdate.com. And on behalf of the Double Joes and myself, I'd like to thank you for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. We'll catch you next time.